we might have differing viewpoints on it. What's your viewpoint on hell? I would probably still hold That's more what I towards a traditional view of hell still. I haven't studied the topic again. Amen. Uh, so a, uh, eternal conscious torment. Yes. Because traditional can be pretty vague. No, yeah. I the, would say traditional in the sense that there yeah. is a is The kids a say ECT. Oh, they do? I thought, I thought you smoked that. Well, you might forever, <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to set up the joke. Trying to set up the joke. Whoa, man! Who's that guy with the pitch for? my wife in Cabo last week and the music comes on in another the next door restaurant they're always like got a party going on it's like spring break 365 days a year and my wife and I are in the water we're like 50 yards from it and we hear and my wife and I look at each other we're like sack 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 what is the etymology of that how did that start happening? I have no idea. Just, yeah, I think you started something like a, maybe a year ago at Ragnar. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I started something involving saying my. But it wasn't name your name. Be, okay, it wasn't your name. But I turned it into Zach, 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 Zach. Okay, I'll take. Whoa, now I'm now I'm hot. I'll take that. Thank you for to you and Tanya for thinking about me during your vacation. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was looking at us like, what is going on? Who's Zach? I'm like, come on. Zach Crater. South OC. BBBpod.com. <laughs> That's right. The man, the myth, the six foot plus legend. Uh, six foot plus implies six foot and change. You could say six four. With the afro six But five. who's counting? Yeah, currently there's a little bit of a fro, six <laughs> five. Ooh, I need to put my hat on so that I can have my signature look for Jason and Alex from <laughs> Not Your Pastor's podcast. Are they're not your pastor? They're not mine. They're not um, they're not my pastor either. It's probably a good thing. I don't know why that would be a good thing. Sounds like a dig on them, but they might say it's not. It's a good thing. I want to know. They named their po- podcast "Not Your Pastors," so they're they're making some assumptions there. I'm gonna, I'm either gonna, they don't want to be, or they don't think they should be. I'm going to get right to it. Or they're assuming they shouldn't. Like maybe they're not worthy. I'm going to get right to it about the not being your pastor, not being your pastor, imposters. <laughs> Not being your pastor. How do you know? Oh, man. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't live where they live. Where are they? Are they uh, their Eastern time zone, right? Yes, Michigan, I believe. I think one of them's in Flint. Ooh. Flint of the yeah. don't drink the water. <laughs> we'll have to ask um, 
Oh, that was a hell of a lip smack. I really heard that. Apologies. Well, I'm, I'm a little hot here, too. Do I sound hot? Yeah. I mean, I... I'm toning it down a little, too. I am mostly straight, but you sound hot. Uh-huh. I don't need to justify it. You just sound hot. Okay. Don't worry. My ears are ringing. Where's Scott with our bourbon? Oh. Heard the door. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So I will say, um, Saturday was a terrible day for me. You can look at me. I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want you to imagine two men sitting in a, in a small room in little chairs, just <laughs> facing a laptop, <laughs> watching the recording go by while talking to each other. <laughs> and, and I can't, I literally can't turn to my left to see you. Because we're in uh, we're in Skype setup. He did bring Knob Creek, gentlemen, coming to the stage. Scott Scooter Holbert. Hey, thanks for being the whiskey. Yeah. <clears throat> now, so we're gonna call them up in a few minutes. Oh, okay. We're back on. Okay. We were on, then off, then on, then off. They they may have gotten ghosted by a guest, but. Saturday was a funeral for a friend's mother, and uh, I went to that. It also happened to be the the day that my son died 13 years ago, which is crazy. Wow. And sometimes these events pass uneventfully. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Lisa's totally taken out sometimes i am and we just make it make it up to each other or pick up the slack or fill in any gaps that need to be filled in by whatever family roles are going on and so i realized i was i felt okay i go to the funeral then i realize like nothing in it is moving me i'm like numb hmm. and todd who is jeff and my pastor been on the show a while back. We got to get him back on. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing the service. It was for his wife's mom. And it kind of took me back to, he, he did the service for my son, Shane. Um, but I didn't feel anything during that time. Like it was, it was bizarre. And so after the service, I didn't feel anything for anybody there for myself. I felt like, Oh, it's just, I'm okay. Just like blah, whatever. And then, um, a friend of ours, uh, it's probably, I don't know if I should mention her name. It's probably fine, but a uh, mutual friend. She's a very sweet woman, and she's, when she asks you, like, how you doing? And she looks at you, she looks at you with eyes that you're like, I, I'm not getting out of this with mm-hmm. by saying, oh, I'm fine. I tried. I'm like, I'm doing all right. And she's, she looked at me, she's like, really? Right. And I'm, I'm like, okay. Let me try this again. Well, you know, it, 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 this, today's the day of Shane's passing. And, and as soon as I, like, I said that out loud, there was like an instant shift in my body. Like all of a sudden, like a pressure valve was released. Hmm. I was going to, I almost lost it emotionally. I started to cry. Um, but it was so weird. And I, I'm not sure I want to like talk about it that much. And maybe we'll talk. I'm sure it'll come up th- these uh, it might come up later. Maybe not. doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but I'm not worried about it. Mm. Am I? Why do I keep saying that? All right, here we go. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
the speaking something out loud, like you can know something. I knew it was his Memorial Day. Right. I, I felt like I was okay, but when I spoke it out loud to somebody else, your my body was like, finally you recognized it, and you can like be in it, and you need to grieve today. And some of those, like the anniversaries of birthdays, Father's Day, Mother's Day, that all those big events that that can be triggering. A lot of times those come and go and they're great and it's not like it was on Saturday, but man, I just realized speaking things is super powerful. Yeah. You can know something's true. Like you could, you could know you have a problem with a substance or alcohol. Make sure you open that knob pretty soon. Let it breathe. Yeah. Um, but until you like speak it and recognize it and admit it, it's almost like you're able to have power over it until you speak it out loud. So it was pretty powerful. It was a reminder of something I knew, but I just obviously had sort of was trying to ignore. So that's it. Or you've got it under control. Yeah. I, I tell myself. I've got a, this emotionally under control. Yeah. I'm okay. I know it sucks. He, he died. It's not affecting me. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a version of that. So, and then, then the rest of the day was terrible because I, I just, it's like I gave myself permission to feel it and sit in it. And so I was, I was angry. Any little thing I saw on the news, on the news feed or whatever that involved something bad happening or somebody hurting, it just made me angry and sad. And I just, uh, I was super impatient. You start blaming Trump for everything. I told the kid, well, why are you do that? Don't say that in front of Jeff. Or don't tell him I said that. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Jeff went on vacation. He mentioned that him and his wife were saying my name together. Zach, 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 Zach. You Zach. are really tan. Zach, 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 Zach. You're wearing a red shirt, and you, you look really tan. Your sweat smells like tequila a little bit. <laughs> well, that's because I drank a whole lot of tequila. <laughs> All right. And my wife drank a little more than I did. That's awesome. Well, so you got to hang out with Jeff all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Okay. I'll let yeah. you use my chair. <laughs> yeah, how you guys? Man, traffic was terrible. I left work at 440. Get here at 620, something like that. That's horrendous. For people unfamiliar with South Orange County, that's bad traffic. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. what I, other podcasts? You get traffic reports. Sometimes you get towing reports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, we- <laughs> the weather. Um, but I was able to listen to that uh, Not Your Pastors podcast. That was pretty good. It was. Yeah. Did you say pastors or pastors? Yeah. What is it? Say it again. Not your pastors? No. Pastors? What is it? Pastors. Pastor. Pastor. Pastors. So I I am going to shift gears here and talk about my six-year-old. Can you do it in 30 seconds or less? You better believe it. Okay. So my six-year-old, he's six, for goodness sakes. Last night we're at his cousin's and he says... Dad, what's that what's that word that starts with an S? It's a bad word, I think. Isn't there a bad word that starts with an S? And I'm like I'm looking around, like, 
what is this kid even talking about? And he goes, shit, Sue. (laughs) My six-year-old did not just do that. (laughs) Who is this? He's not. There's something different about this one. Yeah. Well, the ability to abstract. Um, shows a certain level of intelligence. So I'm you wor- should be happy. I'm worried though. I'm worried I'm going to come home and he's like empty out the bank account. You guys are toast. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. We're, we're still on. Okay, that was weird. We're calling them now. Let's do it. I wonder if they know about the word that starts with an S. Hi guys. Yes, can you hear us? <laughs> no, you can't. Put up two fingers. You know what it says? There's a recording. Pro- you got, that's delay. four fingers, guys. Come on. <laughs> that was four fingers. Hey, let me call you right back. I think so. Can you can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, I can. He- we can hear you. Good. Okay. All right. Now, are you recording on your end? I just hit record for mine and Alex's voices. Okay. okay. So I'm doing that as well. I'm not sure if it's recording okay. via Skype, which is usually the backup. So we'll just go for it and see. Um, I can try that on our end. So I've got a Skype call going. Wow. The technology is legit. Yeah, it is not working. All right. So, like, when you guys called in, it's trying to go to my phone and my computer at the same time. So I don't know if that's screwing stuff up i don't know i don't know but you guys have have it and we have our end so let's just do this okay (laughs) scoot over make room for me uh now forgive me if i'm wrong is jason my left your right and alex the other way is Jason with the glasses. Okay. We yeah, the, the long hair. The long maybe. Hair. Yeah. Dang it, we're the same person. I know it. It's great to put your faces to the the voices that you so expertly craft on your podcast called "Not Your Pastor's Podcast." Yeah. <laughs> I gotta put I gotta put uh, faces to voices here. Okay. So I mean, uh, Scott. Right. Um, Which one are you pointing to? Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. And yes, that one is Scott. Yeah. The only reason I say that is because Joey Spencer said handsome. you looked like Joey from Friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you. I'm, I'm, no, I'm thinking more. I mean, Elon Joey Musk now. Joey, Joey now. Joey now, or like Joey back in the Friends days. I see the that's Elon big... Musk thing. Yeah, we see. We Elon. both think Elon Musk over Joey. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, maybe guys, they made a love child, and more of <laughs> Elon Musk's DNA got in there. Joey, Joey, and Elon yeah. made a yeah, got, yeah. But more of Elon got in there. <clears throat> he must. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> We're gonna get that E for explicit pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> and then Jeff, Jeff in the middle. Jeff in the back. That's right. Hi, hey, Jeff. Guys. And I'm Zach. Hello. Zach. Welcome. It's good to have you guys on. You guys got ghosted by somebody. I don't know if we got ghosted or I just don't understand time zones. It could honestly be either or. Yeah. I'm going to go with the time. You don't know what time zones are. Yeah, okay. it could be because I was messaging her all day and As emailing back and rotates. forth. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. You know now, what's bad is I was just explaining time zones to my kids the other day too, and I don't think I understand them. So that's a thing. Oh my lord! You're teaching your children some. Well, that's what the teachers are for. They went to college. Yeah. 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 Je- Jeff, did you go to college? Allegedly. Lots and of people I, go to college for and, seven and I am years. a teacher, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be a veterinarian. And they don't they don't pick up on any of my Tommy Boy references and it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Like, legitimately disturbing. It's Always one of those markers. You're like uh, I, I guess I'm old now. I, I speak a different language, different references. It sucks. It does. And if you guys are getting old, I'm I'm a dinosaur and this guy he's i don't know what he is where's my walker well i had some uh some jerk off at work tell me uh I, you know because we was talking about the army and he's like oh were you in uh, desert storm i was like dude what the hell <laughs> desert storm <laughs> do you guys remember desert storm i wonder how, i do only born? because i had a charlie charles barkley phoenix suns he's out in the desert with a purple lightning going behind him and it, it said desert storm and that was <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, was, that's my uh, that's my Desert Storm reference. <laughs> that was the official beginning of video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think no, that was ninety one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll never forget watching television and seeing a helicopter come down, and they're just showing the video of us shooting rockets out of this helicopter and just taking out buildings. I'm like, wow, that is so cool. And now when I watch video games, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a, a difference, even though I'm pretty sure real people were dying in the... You can make an argument there's a difference. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I stand corrected. Can you guys still hear us? I feel like yeah. I have to ask. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, we're still good. <laughs> All right. We might um, get better quality audio if we turn the video off, but... Yeah, you want to do that. We're, you're still good right now. There was one okay. hiccup. If we have to, we'll do it. Okay. So what? Like seeing their beautiful faces. Yeah. Thank it, you. It does help. I mean, you're welcome. It does help. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Joey. So, so pr- purpose and meaning, guys. What's the not your post? Pa- not your pastors. Not your pastors podcast. Where did this? Not your pastors. Get birth- um, Yeah. Not not your pious <laughs> pastors. <laughs> Where did Not Your Pastors podcast, Pastors podcast no, come pastards. from? <laughs> Jeff, yeah. that's, you're ruining it, Jeff. You, Scott you know said what's that bad? Earlier. It's like when we were thinking about podcast name, I like diligently researched like titles with the word pastor in it. And I was like, cool, nobody's e- even close to this. And then the moment I published it, um, Michael from Inglorious Pastors, like, hey guys. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, like, oh, those are pretty close. And then there's a Not Your Mama's Christian podcast. So it's like, yep. All right. So I guess we're not very original. And uh, I got it from Not not Your Granddad's Root Beer. Yeah, Not Your Father's Root Beer is kind of where we got the name from. Yeah. But at the and time, we- our church had put on this like uh, seminary. Um, oh wow! You remember we're going that? Back. We're going back. They now. were trying to get uh, a grassroots, if you will, seminary going at our church, just training pastors. And Alex and I were taking that, and 
were learning a lot of stuff and decided to start a podcast and and then the podcast took over going to the seminary. And yeah. We, and we both quit the seminary at the same time to work on the podcast. For yeah. the time. <laughs> so priorities. Yeah. Was it the, the whole same thing. focus, same focus for both you guys at the seminary. Um, uh, what was your focus? Cause you had already worked at the church. Yeah. I, I, I signed on to do the seminary at the church that had laid me off from being a, essentially a location pastor. Cause we were a multi-site church and i was one of the, i was essentially the pastor at one of the locations even though i was i was the director of the location i did pretty much everything a pastor does and um i don't know what it was i just i still kind of had that calling i guess or i felt like i had that calling to the, be air, the air quote calling a pastor <laughs> yeah. and um yeah and then once we started doing this podcast i i was seeing this as as a ministry opportunity in a different way and a more fun way and a way where I could use my various voices, my voice talents. Yeah. Alex has lots of voice talents. And so oh, yeah, I, I stopped, I stopped. We just stopped doing it. And it was almost like it, it closed after we left. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were the only guys consistently doing the homework. Yeah. We'd show up just like, oh, yeah, I totally read through all of Romans and have, like, everything written out and have read all the commentaries on it. And everybody else is just like, oh, snap. I didn't do it. I didn't do the homework. Yeah, so part of it, too, is, like, Alex and I, we used to go to um, the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. They let us in there, and we taught a Christian living class, and we go to the Genesee County Jail and Odyssey House here in Flint, Michigan. Another That's recovery home. Drug recovery homes. I was in old folks' homes, so I was preaching. We were preaching every week at these different parachurch organizations. And when you do that, you go into the jail and you're preaching to inmates and then you come back to Sunday morning. It's like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> This is hmm. pretty fake. Yeah. <laughs> not, to, yeah. not to make it so blunt, but it's like, I always told everybody, I would even tell my small group, I'd like, I'd rather preach to the guys at the jail than to you guys. Yeah, mm. our, not, not to be a jerk, but like they actually are like, they're right. intent. They want to listen. Not even preach from them, but learn from them. Holy crap. I think I learned oh, more yeah. just going to the drug recovery homes than you ever could on a Sunday morning. Hmm. It's insane. There's this one woman I met at Odyssey House in Flint. Um, it's like a drug recovery home for parents who want to keep their kids. Um, so they, it's more than that, but it's, it's, it's a drug recovery home where you could, you can bring your kids to live with you and they yes. have facilities oh, wow. it, within, within that facility. They have things that you can do for the kids and they go make sure they get to school and feed them and all that stuff. It's insanely structured. It's, uh, pretty intense. Um, it's a complete life makeover for them. And so I'm sitting there with these guys, uh, well, it's three women and one dude, and I was like, why do you guys believe in God? And this this woman lifts up her shirt, and there's all these bumps on her stomach. And there was bullets still working the way to the surface of her skin. Oh. She, had, she had been shot wow. 12 times in the stomach and left, uh, left for dead on the steps of Hurley. And Which is the hospital. In yeah, it was a drug deal that went bad. So she's left for dead. Somebody did, dropped did, her off? Yeah, somebody just dropped her off, and it happens all the time. Yeah. And she, uh, she's like, I didn't know I was pregnant, and none of the bullets hit my baby. And I failed to notice this entire time that her baby was sitting right next to her. 
<laughs> her one-year-old baby. It's like, what? How did I even miss that? I was so like focused on her story that I even noticed this little baby is sitting next to her and like, yeah, shot 12 times in the stomach, didn't kill her or her baby. Like, it's wow. insane. So it's like, yeah, you have more reason to believe in God than I think I do just learning some Bible verses. <laughs> yeah, man, it's those, those stories that as as much as I can doubt or ride the edge or whatever, or I don't know, it's not like I'm choosing when I'm doubting or not, but it's those stories that no matter what happens the rest of my life, I always have to have a little bit of an open hand like those stories just they they have to like loosen the hardened the the hardest the hardest mind towards god to just maybe maybe there's something going on yeah yeah and in the process i had to check a whole lot of theology at the door and really truly discover what grace was and see cuz you go to these recovery homes and you're like wait they don't understand all the ins and outs of baptism. They don't understand. They've never read Calvin yeah, or Spurgeon. They don't know what Tula <laughs> means. And yet their stories are so incredibly profound. I mean, there was one time I was like, I was teaching them on forgiveness. So I was like, what do you guys know about forgiveness? <laughs> and this guy steps, stands up in the middle of the room at uh, the Salvation Army ARC program, which is adult rehabilitation. Um, he stands up and he's like, my dad are, yeah, he's like, my dad was shot just over there and he points like a block away (laughs) at that gas station and i had to show up in court and i had to forgive the guy who shot him he killed no it was his uncle and his mom killed both of them at this gas station i was like please tell me more about forgiveness because i don't think i understand (laughs) yeah but he's you know trying to start over on his life so i mean he's already there there's so much to be learned from these guys it's insane and so yeah, it's, and it, like, it's like eating a piece of humble pie, too, because you think you know stuff and you don't know anything. Yeah, well, we, we really don't. There's a little bit of a lag. I definitely need those reminders. Did we just hiccup a little bit? Just a little just bit. Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so are you guys both, like, uh, same church then? Same church still? Same, same uh, church, different locations. Yeah. Okay. They gotta keep you guys separated. I'm honestly barely hanging in there, (laughs) but yeah, I I get. I had a feeling. I I couldn't remember if it was you, based on like the names and the voices. I didn't have totally dialed in, but just seeing some of your interactions online, and uh, I definitely want to get there. Like where you guys are at now. Like, but where? What's the background? Is it like Calvinist, Reformed? I would say it's definitely like an evangelical. There's, depending on which pastor you talk to, I mean, they kind of bring their own little flavor to the experience at the River Church. But I would mainly say just just kind of like Baptist evangelical. We we do potlucks still, um, which means... Nice. Oh, yeah. Remember the Pizza Palooza where we do, everybody brings a pizza? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah what's crazy for me is i would consider myself more progressive of the two of us just uh-huh. exploration and part of that began seven years ago um i spent all my 20s at a church of christ which is extremely nice extremely conservative right um no musical instruments 
Yeah, you use musical instruments, you're disobeying God, you're not acting under his authority, you're going to hell. Uh, baptism is an ab- absolutely essential to salvation. If you're not baptized, you're not getting to heaven. Doesn't matter. Even the demons believe, you know, <laughs> throwing out verses yeah. like that. And if you're not uh, baptized by them with the knowledge that you're being baptized for yes. salvation. And I was, yeah. I, I was extremely hardcore into that. I was... I was casting everybody off to hell, <laughs> honestly. Even the church I go to now, I remember, uh, yeah. All those people. Yeah, the church I go to to now, at one point, uh, um, a prominent, uh, one of the youth leaders had passed away. And I remember my brother talking about because he was friends, and he's like, yeah, we're going to go to his funeral. And I'm thinking the entire time, well, Man, all those kids, they never got baptized. They're just all going straight to hell. I don't know why they're honoring this guy. It's just wow. It's just crazy. I wasn't as bad as you. No, you def- <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I got but saved ne- at 17, so I know that's a loaded term, but I met Jesus and started following Jesus at 17. So I had a lot of like my own uh my mind made up on a lot of things. Like when I, I had a guy tell me one time that, well, drums are sinful. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. And I had no problem because no problem saying that because I was just like, this is, this is stupid. It, the Jesus that I met wouldn't say that drums are evil. And because, especially cause I liked playing rock music. So I wanted to play rock music for Jesus. So, or when I got a tattoo, the guy said the same guy. It's like, Oh man, I don't know about that tattoo. I'm just like, come on. Jesus has a tattoo on his thigh. We all know it. He's coming back with a sword and a tattoo on his thigh. So I had a lot of that stuff made up uh, in my mind already. So like when some of that kind of conservative, real conservative types came along my way, I just, I really blew him off because I was like, man, I feel like this Jesus thing is bigger than what you're trying to put him in this little box. And but I still put things in boxes too myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a human, it's a, it's a human reaction to do something like that. It, isn't it funny though, that all these stipulations that certain, certain other Christians, they, they, it seems like rules and religion, like the wrong kind of religion. And they would probably all say like salvation is, is through faith in Jesus and it's nothing you do. But yet there's still all these, these rules like, the blind spots are what amuse me, and I I always have to check myself for my own, but people saying, oh, it's faith, you know, it's nothing that you do, but yeah, you got to do this, you got to do this, don't play drums, you can't do this. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how we never cease to add stuff and don't see it as adding stuff that's unnecessary. Man. Well, at the Church of Christ, it's actually saved by faith and obedience, Mm. And oh, your your so salvation then, is is also not guaranteed, so you could totally lose your salvation for, and then you get into all kinds of different debates. You said you were barely holding on. Earlier. Oh, to the current church, right? Um, yeah, What's that I all mean, about? Makes me think of that thirty eight special song. Hold on loosely. Ah, uh, so hold on <laughs> loosely. Don't let go. Uh, I guess searching for something more authentic, uh, more loving. I it's probably because of the way I was in my twenties that I'm. It's like a pendulum swing, and I'm swinging hard the other way, mm-hmm. uh, and different things. You know, I speak that language. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> House church, baby. House church. <laughs> yeah, I spent a month, month, month and a half, two months in the uh, International Church of Christ. So there were the, uh, you know, the Church of Christ, the traditional Church of Christ goes back probably 100 years. The International yeah. Church of Christ, I think, sprung up uh, 90s, something like that. Um, so, but they they have those kind of same beliefs. It's it's very strict. Um, you have to be obedient to remain a member. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, baptism, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, only a couple months. And I was like, dude, this is not. This is, does not seem like the uh, like the gospel here. Yeah, we didn't have the Reformation movement. We had the Restoration movement by. Alexander Campbell and Barton Stone in the early 1900s, wow. you know, you in are Tennessee. Throwing down some nerdness right now. But that's that's <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but that was one of those things, man. I had, I felt I had the calling to be an elder, so I was studying this stuff pretty hardcore for a while, and then for me to to ditch all that to go to a church that has a praise band, to where my wife and I both play in the praise band. I mean, her whole family still goes to the Church of Christ and still thinks that we're going to hell. So, wow. And she shares some of that, too. She's on Outside the Walls podcast with Brandon Andrus, and I know yeah. you guys have had him on a handful of times. So Now, now I, I'm wondering if the, the different... So, Alex, you came to Christ at 17, or whatever you want to call it. You started following yes. Jesus at 17, and you had already experienced a little life... And then Jason, you were a Christian like earlier than that. I'm wondering if it if the differences of how you guys started following Jesus is evidence of how there's shifting now. Like maybe maybe yeah. Alex, you're able to handle things a little bit differently than than Jason. Yeah, I think Alex. Yeah, I think you are a little more well adjusted. Where I'm a bit, I get a bit fired up. I think you're conservative in the true sense of the word. I'm still conservative in a lot of views, but I'm also very much like I I'm like very I can be very conservative on certain things, but then I'm also very laid back on certain things. Like if somebody said, well, but, we have a female pastor back in the day, I used to be like, Mm-mm, no female pastors. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, thank uh, you. Uh, but now I'm kind of like, it's not necessarily my preference uh, to go to a church with female pastors. But if you do, good on you, man. Whatever. <laughs> The first time I came to our church, there was there was a woman giving the morning announcements. I'm like, holy shit, this whole place is going to hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a woman giving the announcements. It was so foreign. And say, yeah. but I grew I grew up as a pastor's kid too in a Baptist church, Southern Baptist, until my parents got divorced. So I, I've also seen uh, the assholeness of the church after yeah. you know your dad's the pastor and your parents get divorced and all these people, this family that you thought was there for you just completely abandons you. And growing up in a really small town that too. Is, you that just, is a verb, assholeness. Yeah, it is now. Is that a verb? Yeah. I, think there's a next, a I think there's a D in there. Asshole. You could also use uh, a-holery. Yeah. A-holery. Yeah, that's yeah. a good yeah. one. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, Goodness gracious. Jason Duncan, my goodness. Now, J- Jason, you, you mentioned the the family still thinks you and your wife are going to hell. Do you do you think that's something that they would? That's a stated belief more than an actual belief. Because if they really thought that, wouldn't they be constantly 
badgering you guys or trying to bring you back into the fold? Or maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, either they might have given up on us a little bit, but they still get it. Much more my wife than I do, right? Because I'm still the in-law. But my wife, she'll get it pretty hardcore. Like her, her grandpa was in the hospital a year ago and he's... You know, she goes up there to visit her and she's like, and he's like, I just really wish you guys would go to a Church of Christ. I really wish you guys would find one because in the back of their mind, we're so disobedient um, that the, the hope isn't there for us, you know? Hmm. You guys still there? We had another little, little, yeah, uh, I saw glitch. that. No, okay. we're still here. I'm nice. still here. Keep, keep, I'm excited. Keep yeah, <laughs> I wish I could get. Is that Crown Royal through right there that I see? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's not. Oh, Greek. that's nice. Ooh, I wish I could bring nobbed. that over here. Yeah, I went all out for you guys. Well, I wish I could had, give you some. What was that beer? Black Tulip. We had that beer uh, last time we podcasted. Yeah, Dark okay. Horse Brewing. <laughs> nice. Was it Dark Horse or was it? It was Dark. I Horse. thought it was New Holland. No, it was Dark Horse, and that would did not do well for us. Oh, it was great, but we were pretty toasted. It's like eight point eight percent. Yeah, yeah, and it surprisingly did not take long for us to be in a great mood. And we still had to record all the narrations (laughs) for our episode. And I'm just like, dang it! You probably created a few more voices that night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you do the um, the scripture readings. I mean, that's that's uh, your voices there. Yes, that's some of my voices that I do. I do some scripture readings from Revelations. I think the Job one in that last episode, he was kind of a like hillbilly-ish. Uh, oh, the, uh, that, that, yeah, we don't do those. I pull all those from an audio Bible. Uh, so I'm really bad. I don't. I don't hardly read my Bible. I listen to all audio, and so. Oh, nice. It is, Which is it, sinful. It is very sinful. Paper only. And it's also a very <laughs> a very nineties uh audio Bible. And uh it's got drama drama built into it. And yeah, all those voices I pull off the audio Bible. <laughs> there was a while in our podcast we were trying to find ourselves still and I did we just I would write skits like Saturday Night Live style and just put them in audio format and that's where the voices came from and sometimes they would read scripture verses and i would try and work in uh all the christian tropes into some of these skits that we would do <laughs> yeah yeah and we, you would like, do like a fi- couple like the fake sponsorships and stuff like that <laughs> yeah 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 though all that stuff takes time to i know produce and stuff i know it's, we still haven't found our voice yeah, yeah we've tried a couple of voices and they didn't really work out very well <laughs> trump does, or trump <laughs> i just called you trump jeff does a reasonable trump and uh, we took a phone call from Trump in one of our earlier episodes. So At the time, we thought it was pretty funny, but I don't know how funny it is to other people. You know, guys, if you're going to talk to me, talk to my hair. I think it's great. That is, that is great. It's better than mine. It is better than Alex's. Mine's an impersonation of somebody's impersonation yeah. of Trump. That's yeah. like my Arnold, yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to do it? Let's hear it. Of what? Which one? Of, of Trump. I don't. I was. I was just doing it the other day. We were talking about. Well, you know, when you get a bunch of Christians together, they all talk about their births, especially Christian women. And we were talking about Trump. I'm Gross. Trump, okay? I got the best babies, okay? 
I, nobody does babies better than me. You know, all the babies, they love me, okay? They love me. <laughs> we were talking about babies, and then I... Somebody was saying that uh, childbirth doesn't hurt that bad, that it's fake news, and then that, that, that just, <laughs> all the jokes just started rolling in. That's it's fantastic. Well, if Your Trump fa- was a doctor, yeah, then some of his comments might be appropriate. <laughs> Your your favorite from of mine is uh, Gollum. Oh, the Gollum voice! Yeah, goodness gracious, he does a perfect Gollum. He'll come over and read to my kids in his Gollum voice, and they just die. <laughs> what was that book? Chicka chicka boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> we to so our next uh, our next episode is going to be on purity culture, and we're going to have a little a little skit, our little segment in there where Gollum is is handing out purity rings. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is amazing! It's it's gonna it's gonna be good. And that is yeah. that is a spot on voice too. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So you That's got that going character. for you. I do have that going for me. Yeah. So we. I mean. Since May, we've completely reformatted our podcast where um, we used to do just interviews. We mix in a few skits, and now it's full-blown. The whole thing is taking place within the 90s, and then using Al Gore's (laughs) internet, we travel to the future. So great. And uh, it's kind of like this, it gives us like this buffer of time to explore topics. like. Mm -hmm. Especially when we when you talk about something progressive, so I mean, you could look at us and say we're. Uh, I mean, I I feel like a lot of people would look at us and say we're still pretty conservative, in a lot of different things, but I want to honor the things that we've progressed on so much. So when we look at rapture culture and what we taught about the rapture in the '90s versus what we understand about the rapture now, or are like what we thought about suicide in the '90s, or what we were taught, or what we were told versus. Versus what we know now, and and having this buffer of time to go back and and research things, and then so in the '90s we're we're pretty much assholes, um, and word we travel to the future and see see how those word. teachings yeah see how those teachings uh, played out over time. Our next episode is going to be on purity culture. It's going to be I think it's going to be pretty big. Bigly, yeah, bigly, yeah. Word but, to your mother, especially given the um, the godfather of the purity culture mo- movement's recent divorce and uh, what? what's his name? Gosh, I was I'm just telling you, Joshua Apology Harris. And, Joshua oh. Harris, thank you. Yeah, yeah. He renounced his faith and left the church, and yeah, it's it's all over the media right now. But I was I've been more fascinated with the history and how it got started, and that's something we're going to be looking into. I, I missed that boat. I got saved. It would have been 2006. Missed that boat. We were onto the Driscoll, like, you can do whatever you want as long as you're married. The can we section of his marriage book. Yeah. It's like, can you use oh. toys? Can you use... Oh, the hot Carl. <laughs> Is there butt play? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I think that was part of the section. Yeah. So, But well, some listen- of the damaging aspects of that... Um, you know the whole damaged goods illustration. You guys familiar with that? Like a yes, but I, go ahead and uh, explain it for those that don't know. Jeff. Yeah. Well, so in the instance of of my wife, um, she was told, you know, if if you uh, well, she was given the illustration as a piece of chewed up bubble gum. 
Yeah. But but other people they did it with primarily a rose. So the guy speaking yep. would take this rose out and he would he would pass it around the room to all the boys and let all the boys touch this rose, you know. As they're touching the rose, it's falling apart. Petals are falling off. It's, you know, the stem's getting broken. And, it, and by the time it circles back to the youth pastor, our speaker, he holds the rose up and he says, now who would want this rose um, as like the main point of his illustration? And the yeah. idea is, man, you kiss before you married, you, you know, you, you fool around, you know, you have sex and then you're just given a piece of your Holding way. hands. Yeah. Who yeah. who's gonna you know a Christian first base is holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. To be, it was yeah. mostly directed at women too. Yes. Like yeah. I, like I personally I was not a virgin when I got married. And uh there was no I don't remember any scenarios. I know I was encouraged throughout youth group and by my parents to wait until marriage. But it was never to the level of your damaged goods or the the bubble gum being passed from person to person, and then do, would you want that gum? Is that is that that illustration? Is that how that one goes? Like it was never like that applied to to boys. I don't think. No, at least not it, to the level. It wasn't. So you take somebody in in a very crappy crappy situation, somebody who's who's got raped at a really young age, and now you're preaching this to her you're you're nothing you're damaged goods you're you're a broken rose who wants this rose and she's terrified to go forward to anybody Hmm. to go forward to her parents to go forward to the church because she thinks she's nothing she's a damaged rose i know people that's has been affected by that it's very Mm -hmm. it's really heartbreaking but yeah us as males i don't think we got it so much there there was there are different things, but not to that degree. I had somebody tell me they, um, um, him and his wife were going to a Christian college and they gotten pregnant before they were married and they got kicked out of college. There's things like that, you know, because you're, you're on pier now. <laughs> like, you, mm-hmm. you done screwed up and there's nothing we can do for you. And, and you know, a little leaven, uh, leavens the whole lump and you're going to mm-hmm. spread this disease, you nasty person, off to everybody else. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, Good day to you. Sir. Yeah, there's no grace, no forgiveness, no, none of that. Man. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm just looking really think- forward. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Zach. Go- no, you go ahead. I think so. I I think a lot of maybe the reason some of I, I haven't had some of the same hangups with Jason, even though I I did run in some pretty conservative circles. I had a really great um, youth pastor who is extremely graceful, extremely understanding of, especially my situation, coming into being a Christian at 17. And I lived my whole life, essentially, without knowing who Jesus was or really, I went to, I was Catholic, but I didn't really, it was kind of more of like a family tradition thing. It wasn't actually like a real He took it easy on you because you were Catholic. (laughs) Like, I remember, I think I told him one time when we were going through like a book on dating and sex and stuff, I told him that I had had sex at 16 a year before I got saved. Of course you did, you dirty Catholic. You... <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. But I mean, like not he... that Catholics are dirty, but it's a... They're... <laughs> You're joking, but it's... Yes. It seems to be like a sexual repression thing, and then you just... Once that's unleashed, it is... I mean, butt yeah. plays involved, guys. Yeah. 
So I, I remember I had a I had a pastor who or my youth pastor showed me John eight the the woman caught in adultery and how Jesus treated her and I was just like holy cow my my whole mind I think I wept the whole night when he showed me that like despite the fact that I sinned against God with my sexual my sexual parts um, he still wanted me and I think I I do think that some of those people in those churches that that church that I first went to. Um, for that because I think they probably protected me from a lot of crap that I could have been taught. Yeah. So I feel like I don't really have a dog in this fight because like I, I got taught the right <laughs> things. <laughs> well, Unfortunately. I, I think, yeah. I think the thing is that you, we, sh- we should as Christians be promoting um, celibacy and not being promiscuous. If someone ends up doing something then yeah there's there's grace there's forgiveness but i mean it's still what are you know we we teach something and then when people sin what do we do then i think that's that's kind of the the question that's interesting i don't know if anyone's actually promoting promiscuity the way you're talking right now is really sexy (laughs) and i'm having a hard i mean you are deep I long for that voice, and it's a good thing I'm sitting down. So thank you. Voice. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. uh, I'm, I'm no. putting one of the one of the things is just a language thing. So, uh, you know, in researching the topic, I'm sure we'll get into it more. But you know, Matt Chandler has a sermon through Desiring God in 2009, and he's and he's bringing up this illustration and how angry he was when he first heard it. And he's saying, you know, Jesus still wants the rose. Like Jesus wants the rose. You know, when the youth pastor says, who's, who wants this piece of garbage more or less. And Chandler says, Jesus still wants it. And that's good, but it's a little progression, better. Progression happens so quick. We're still talking about women as if they're an object. <laughs> like, yeah. And so for women, it's still like, that's a step in the right direction. It's still, we still need, hey, we still got hey, some work to do. give us conservatives time, okay? Yeah. We're still trying to, we're still trying to get over the KJV. We're, we're finding new, we're finding new <laughs> translations. Some of us have the message on our phone, yeah. you know? They're help, they're help needs. Uh, there's, there's a saying I've heard, uh, there's this, I think he's an anarchist, but this guy, M- Michael Malice, and he he's talking politically, but I think it applies to um, spiritually or religion or Christianity, that conservatives are progressives who drive the speed limit. So they're still progressives. They're just kind of like, they're just moving along a little bit slower. They're not charging ahead, breaking through all the gates like Jason wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> Easy does it. Yeah. Um, well, let's, blow, let's blow this thing up. Well. Let's blow it up. Yeah. I think a lot of pastors are way more progressive. I mean, I shared off the get-go some of the, the handful of stories of meeting people at drug recovery homes. And any pastor that's worth their salt has way more experiences. They're dealing with people who have died by suicide, Christians who died by suicide. They're, they're dealing with gay Christians um, far more often than we are. And I think they are far more progressive than they can ever let the money holders know. <laughs> Right, yeah. Because at the they end of the day, they, they've got to feed their family. That's right. And they've, they've got to tow the company line, which uh, is all the more often becoming outdated. Um, 
even yeah. risking, you know, grace and forgiveness in the process. So oh, still, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I love the time that we're in this last, I don't know, eight to 10 years of being authentic and being real and, and all the while, what you're talking about is like pastors getting up and, and speaking, but if something's ever happened, it was six years ago and they dealt with it and it's over. But yes, yeah. God forbid they open up Pandora's box and get real in the moment. Like last night, I looked at porn and I'm struggling. Like to have that moment, I, I mean, there's. I just don't know what hap- what would happen. They get tr- they get credit for transparency as long as they've already overcome it. After the it. fact, yeah. in right. the moment, yeah. there's no grace for that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that in our suicide episode a little bit. Uh, that's, that's what the did. church is a champion of. It's a champion at dealing with the mess once it's already cleaned up. But while we're going through the mess, I mean, Jesus loves us while we're still sinners, while we're still in the mess. That's when Jesus comes down and says, yep, I love that thing. And it's mm-hmm. terrible, most worst moment. And the church is like, yeah, we love that thing too after it gets cleaned up <laughs> and doesn't taint yeah. anybody else. Then we love it. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that podcast uh, on, on suicide. I actually listened to it this morning. And oh, thank it's, you. It's, uh, it was eye opening. Um, one, the, the leverage of the Bible. Um, uh, regarding suicide and that uh, I was mentioning to Zach just the story of Samson yeah, and, and, and I'm like the idea that someone could uh, kidnap the, the Bible you know way back when and then if you commit suicide you're going to hell uh, that I mean it just it takes one person um, that everybody will listen to and then spread that um, out of fear, um, a fear-based gospel that I was fascinated by the stories that you had and the people that spoke and, and the response um, that was given to, you know, people who have gone through, su- who have family members that have gone through suicide. I mean, it was, it was impactful and I hope a whole lot of people, you know, listen to it because there's, I mean, there's hope in, in spreading that. Yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of feedback from it. One, um, I don't I don't share them online, but one woman wrote us right after we released it, saying, you know, she um, super depressed, and she listened to the episode and immediately put together with her psychiatrist an action plan because she had suicidal thoughts. So she's immediately it's like, dang, wow. that took two months to make, but that was all worth it. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. And an, an, another woman who was a school teacher and she had a student die by suicide who was a Christian. She knows he was a Christian and he died by suicide and she's at the funeral and all the football coaches are standing up saying, shaming everybody saying he gave up, he gave up, you right. know, and, and she was just completely heartbroken for her student that that's the main focus is not where people are at, not what people are going through, but where people are going. And that's, that's an area where I've got hung up a lot growing up, super concerned with where people are going to go when they're dying, when they die and not caring where people are at currently. You know, Zach, it's, it's funny you brought up earlier uh, talking about the things that we add 
to the gospel, the things that we add yeah. to Christianity, things Jesus never necessarily said. And I feel like more and more lately what I've been discovering is there are these certain unforgivable sins. And we dealt with suicide in this last episode, and then a few, was it a year or two ago, we dealt with uh, abortion. Yeah. And like we said in that episode, abortion is not an unforgivable sin. And I feel like we keep, I keep have coming around to people saying, well, if, if you do X, then you're going to hell. It constantly keeps bringing, coming up. And I'm like, prove it. Show me. Show me where it says right. this. Yeah. And I've heard that many times. I've heard the, the suicide thing and the abortion thing. Yeah, Which and is yeah, nuts. And when you search through suicide, there's nothing in there that says if somebody dies by suicide, they're going to hell. It just yeah. doesn't exist. And then that's why I brought up the idea well, of Samson because guess. because Samson is for sure in heaven. It's, it's a he died by murder suicide. He took three thousand Philistines with him. Yeah. Which Philistines? Phil, Philistines. On, yeah, yeah, and they're worthless. <laughs> they're like yeah. gingers to have souls. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> But, Sorry, but, Matt Sather. <laughs> but we know for sure that Samson's in heaven. And, I mean, there's a whole fantastic, amazing study on Judas that we didn't really get into deeply in our episode because I'm trying to keep him to an hour, and it's really hard to do. Yeah, I, I, I don't... Just real quick on Judas. Man, I've thought about that a lot, probably more than I should. And I just imagine... So even from... Um, a more traditional framework of you you have a clear declaration of faith in Christ and that gets you saved which I feel a little bit differently about that now but even from that framework uh, I just imagine Judas like realizing the, the gravity of what he did and running off and just full of grief and shame and and pleading forgiveness and just in the, in the midst of that throwing himself off the cliff. Like, I think that's a definite, positive, definite possibility. Wait, what's well, a possibility? That, that, uh, that Judas is uh, in heaven, quote-unquote, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Well, if, that he, after he betrayed Christ and he killed himself, like, he killed himself out of shame and was just like, forgive me, I, I can't do this anymore. And now Jason. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, thanks, Jeff, for thanks, Jeff, for telling us uh, who yeah. can speak next. Yeah, yeah. who can speak next? <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are allotted your was, sixty seconds. I was raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to say. And now the distinguished gentleman from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was talking to my our, my pastor about this topic, and he's and he was saying I was I was asking him, do you think Judas is in heaven or hell? And he's like, well, if he's in hell, it's not because the Bible says so, and it doesn't. Um, he clearly repented. He clearly gave back the 30 pieces of silver. He knew he had betrayed innocent blood. He confesses that. He goes to the people who he outed Jesus to. And then you could get into a ba- debate about biblical inerrancy or what happened next. Matthew says he hung himself. Acts says he died in a field and his guts burst open. Which happens after you hang yourself. Yeah, that's that's always Duh. apologetics one oh one. That's the argument for it. But <laughs> that's according that's according to Alex's system, right? The system you they can't both be different portrayals. They have to be talking about the same thing and it happened one way, right? So he must have fallen from a large distance and burst open. Yeah, there's that. But then at the end of Acts uh I think it's right at the end of Acts chapter 1. Peter is talking about appointing a new apostle. 
And he's, he's praying about it, and he says, you know, and to send Judas to where he is appointed to go. I mean, he doesn't even say hell. He doesn't, he, basically, he reserves that judgment, and he lets, he lets God be the ultimate judge. And I think that's what Christians should do. It, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, focus yeah, the on only, people. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. The, yeah, the only reservation I would have is the um, where G, where it says that Jesus lost none of them except for the one that betrayed him, and it uh, that could be an indicator of. But we're reading in etern- an eternal destination to that statement. Rather than just that yeah. Judas was a disciple and then he betrayed Jesus. Well, Ju- Ju- Jesus even but, called him the, the son of perdition, but there's right. nothing linking suicide to his destination in hell. Well, it's, right. not, it's, not, it's not the suicide, it's the betrayal. It's right? the other actions, right. Right. So not, definitely not the suicide. But the that goes back, it goes back to the, the point of there's, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says suicide sends somebody to hell. And, oh, Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's the even, point I was making. With and, and, there, and there's nothing, nothing even um, that says if you commit a sin and you die right after that, uh, that that sin is unforgiven. Therefore, you go to. I mean, even eliminating yep. suicide from the equation, it's any sin um, that there's no there's no requirement that you have to yeah. repent of every of every sin that you've committed. I used to, to think that. I think I, I definitely, I definitely yeah. thought that. We used to say in the Church of yeah. Christ all the time, if somebody, um, because we had a okay, as soon as they confess, dunk them immediately. Because if there's any time in between and they die, they're not going to heaven. Oh my God! Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, oh that's yeah. So how yeah. limited is God's grace? That's one of the it's, reasons I'm, I, w- I grew up Baptist, but I was never baptized because I was too nervous to get up in front of people. And I didn't get baptized till right before I got married to my wife, and I got baptized in a hot tub, you know, just <laughs> because immediately nice. don't don't delay, delay, and you know I still hold some some pretty conservative views about baptism. I probably treat it with more importance than I feel like a lot of other people do. Interesting, but at the same time, it's not a salvation issue. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit upon your belief in Ephesians one, and that's that's the big deal for me. And, you got the Holy Spirit. You're going to heaven. Like I don't care what happens yeah. after that. So circling back a little bit, this episode on suicide, um, and you had Steve Austin. Is it Robert Vor or Vor? Yeah, Rob, Robert Vor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was excellent. So going into researching and setting that up, and then coming out of that episode, was there anything that changed for you, or any any light bulb moments where you're like, "Oh shit, I I didn't think about this that way." For me, it was the Samson thing when we were reading through the narration parts and reading, like working on the script. I, like Jason reminded me of the story of Samson, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And then he's mentioned in the Hall of Faith. Yeah, and Hebrews like, eleven. And he, I'm like, holy cow, I never even thought about that. Like, I would always point to, like, when anybody said, well, suicide sends you immediately to hell because it's self-murder. You don't get a chance to repent. I would always point them back to what Jesus said about the one unforgivable sin, which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, where's suicide mentioned there? Where's abortion mentioned there? Like, none of that is mentioned there. That's what Jesus said. So I got to think that suicide isn't on that list of unforgivable sins. 
I never even thought about Samson until we actually talked about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, um, the biggest <laughs> thing that's that stuck out to me was because I started. It was our most requested topic from our listeners, and I, I was like, yeah, "This has already been done. Where, where the hell are we gonna go <laughs> with with this?" Mm-hmm. And then I I started just researching different pastors who had died by suicide, and it was I immediately came up with Andrew Steckline who who died August of 18 at the age of 30. If anybody's unfamiliar with this story, we talk about it, but he he died by suicide. He left behind his wife and his three kids, um, his three boys. Was yeah. it the guy out here? Yeah, we talked about that yes. right after it, it happened because it happened yeah. out here in uh, Ontario. Inland Hills. Or, yeah. Um, this is the church. Inland Empire somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had come across... A, a sermon, his actual last sermon that he was supposed to deliver, but died before he delivered it. His wife and his mom delivered it. And the point that I got it real quick. Go ahead. The way you, in that episode, you play him. And then, you know, you know, later on you play his mom, his mom, his mom. Yeah. Delivering, you play him doing his last actual message that he spoke, and then his mom delivered the one that was from his notes. That was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, especially on the mental illness aspect of the show, and I, I, th- I think it's fair to point that out, we dealt with suicide with a subtopic of mental illness because there's a thousand different ways to die by suicide. You could jump on a grenade and die by suicide. That's not what we were talking about. It was, it was more mental illness and what is going on through somebody's head and, and her in that sermon saying, you have no idea. Yeah. And, and like, admittedly, when I first heard that story, and I'm so far disconnected from it, I jumped to conclusions, like office space like it's a jump to conclusions Matt and I feel like oh I don't even have to read that story because I already know you know it's uh, the pressures of the church and blah 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 and we can we fill in the gaps automatically until I slow down and be like wait wait a second I I don't have any idea what he was going through I don't Mm -hmm. have any idea what anybody's going through and so just that that moment of pause before we pass judgment on somebody um, you can apply that to anything. It's not just suicide. That's your whole entire... Anytime you feel judgment about somebody else in any particular situation going through a mess, I mean... Totally. I totally got caught mind. up in, in that, in her four words, you have no idea. Yeah. And just listening to her say that over and over. And I started thinking about other things and I found myself judging. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, judge me a lot. I'm judging, and, and oh my gosh, and I truly have no idea, and I don't know why us humans do that sometimes, or a lot of times, um, when we truly have no idea. She gave reasons. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just bored. You know, yeah. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm bored, and they, they so I'm wanna, trashing gossip somebody's something. experience that is devastating, or it's uncomfortable and it's easier to make a snap judgment so that we can kind of file it away in those boxes we were talking about. And and so it's easier to do that versus trying to understand and I why. Like, and I liked Rick Warren's, like, why do we see, like, other organs of our body, you know, failing, yet we, you know, the brain is an organ. Why, why do we not see, like, the brain as having 
you know, having failures or an illness, you know, why do we dismiss that? And, you know, the stigma that goes with, you know, someone who's got mental illness and then commits suicide. It's like, you know, the, our the human body is, you know, it's, it, it can fix itself, but in some regards, it, there's serious challenges that the body has and, and, and suicidal thoughts moving towards suicide is one of those elements. And I never really thought about it as much until I listened to your, your podcast on that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there is so much that I don't know and that I am making judgments on. And, and I do it in more than just the idea of someone committing suicide. It really gave me pause. So I appreciated a whole lot yeah, and I think if I remember that story correctly, he he took a sabbatical because yeah. he had some issues, and he had just come right. back, and that was like one of his either his first sermon back or uh, something. But it was like he kind of almost like he got over that or was kind of healed from it or something. But he was able to come back, and then just a couple weeks later, just man, so when he yeah somehow. No, just I've I've dealt with uh, I've I had anxiety disorder in the past, and it's just a complete bitch. <laughs> I don't, yeah, don't know. I just out of nowhere, man. It just hits, and it's it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I know I know for myself, I had to be medicated, and those med that that those meds saved my life, honestly. And I like it's really easy to say, oh doctors are handing them out like candy and they are and they shouldn't be because it could really mess with somebody mm-hmm. bad uh but if you have a blood work done and you're going to a therapist who is monitoring your your intake and your actions and your reactions to different medicines and you're seeing a psychiatrist who's prescribing them and you're going through the proper channels they can be extremely helpful um i've also had situations where a family doctor gave them to me in a plastic baggie and said, hey, <laughs> if you're feeling down, crush one of these up and put it under your tongue. And that I was... Snort it. Wow. <laughs> that was honestly the worst advice I think I've ever mm. been given. Wow. <laughs> but, no, I was, I was appreciative to God's Got This. I asked them for permission yeah. to play those clips and they were all for it. And just the feedback we're getting on that episode in particular has been really helpful to a lot of people. And I'm glad because they're a bitch to put together. <laughs> Yeah, all the editing and just holy crap. Jeff just, and I were talking about you guys before we started tonight, and uh, I, I was like, they they were. I mean, they were doing some production and, and stuff, but now it's just it's another level of production. That the end product is great. Uh, well, thank you. But you better you better love doing it because that's going to get old quick if you don't love doing it. Yeah, I say our first episode on the rapture took a good 40 hours oh. uh, of just research and editing. And this one this one took more. It took us two months. Do you guys have a Patreon? Uh, we do have a Patreon, yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead, go ahead and plug that. We're not done yet, but go ahead and plug that. Yeah, Patreon at, uh, at all of our social handles, everything is not your pastors. So. The pastors with an O. Not pastors. Yeah, no, not pa- <laughs> like pastors. Just, just regular N O T. No, <laughs> just not your pastors. Yeah, yeah. That is, you know. Side note: It is kind of fun. The Inglorious Pastors. You guys have talked to them. We've talked to them. Yeah, those, uh, they're great it, guys. 
it's great to see when you look at others subscribe to and you see yourself on the same list with certain podcasts. There's like a lot of crossover. That's that's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish our editor was, you know, more dedicated. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. Jason doing the editing. I, I work a pretty demanding job, and Jason has lots of free time at his job. I do. That's <laughs> when, that's where I do all the research. I pull up YouTube videos and so, so Jeff pull and up my audio too. Bible. I, and I found I found the last sponsor. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I just I just do sixth grade teaching, so I, I can I do I could do all of our editing. You know that it doesn't require much of me. Yeah, we 30, don't do much you know, editing. 30, you can make it a class ones. assignment. Yeah. Hey kids. Oh, yeah. hey, oh kids. my gosh, that's a great <laughs> idea, Jason. Anybody wants some extra word? credit? <laughs> hey kids, do you think we should pull Zach saying the fuck word out of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It can't be done. So uh, I wanted to ask about Rick Warren, the. Uh, you play a soundbite of him, and you know his son ki- killed himself, and you're talking about that. And he says that there's a purpose in our pain. How do you guys feel about that personally? Because I know that's something I really struggle with, like purpose or how much is God doing versus what we do. That's an area that uh, I lean towards. I don't think, I get, if I'm brutally honest, God doesn't do much anymore. But I'm trying to be open to that God is more controlling than that, and there's a bigger plan. <laughs> and now I'm rambling. But what do you guys personally think about the purpose and the pain and how that works out for you guys? Um, I don't like the phraseology per se, just like you, you mentioned. So I'm, I mentioned my own uh, panic disorder, disability, and how brutal that was for three years. I don't wish that on anybody and for when somebody mm. says, well, you went through that so you could help so many people, it's like, there could have been a better way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but people can help people through the tough situations they're going through as long as it's not forced. I've seen that go really bad where somebody's forced to, not forced, or, or uh, manipulated It's probably a better word, into like, share your story for the Lord because it's amazing and they're not ready to tell it. And that's not right because they're not ready to tell it. And I've seen that go really bad. Uh, but I like the phraseology better that God is going to redeem all pain. Um, it's happening. Like, yeah. Th- things, hap- things are happening. This, the world is going forward and within that. Would you say progressing, or, Scott? Um, well, I mean, Scott if you believe in a lot of entropy, then progressing <laughs> is going towards chaos, yes. Uh <laughs> Scott's our rapture guy. You guys would love to chat about I got, that. He's oh, so I, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe I do believe in the rapture. So if you, if there's an episode, I probably need to go listen to it. And, yeah, it's the one before. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. It was, it was the yeah, first episode we did. It's called "Scared to Jesus." Oh, okay. Jesus. I saw that. Yeah, scared to Jesus. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, all listen about to that. yeah. the rapture and the Left Behind uh, series and Hal Lindsey and the Great Late Planet Earth and how all that came to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a Left Behindist. Yeah, but uh, but I still believe in the that the rapture will happen. That we'll be gathered together with Christ coming on the cloud. Right. Scott's an I knowist, and I know. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Well, you yeah, you do. You yeah. know a whole lot more than I do. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, there's does he though? There's life, you know. You got you got you get you got a real good tan going, you know. I don't know how to tan. I can't wait to get raptured. 
Like I, like I said in our Rapture episode, yeah. and I don't want to give too much away, but I personally believe that Jesus isn't a wife beater, and if we are his wife, the church, then we're going to be raptured. Oh. <laughs> raptured. Rescue yeah, pre, us. Pre-trib. Pre-trib. Because Jesus <laughs> doesn't beat his wife. That's, yep. that's Alex. But, so I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd agree, but I would just say pre-wrath, because that's pre-wrath. when... That's so you're God mid. You're like do, mid I, in the middle. I'm mid. I'm more yeah. The mid pre wrath. Yeah. Whenever wrath happens, he's right before that. Yeah. So whether that's pre mid or post mid or is mid mid, God is not destined us for wrath. Yeah. Scott's like, well, let me take the side door out. All right, you guys can now move on. No, it's this to is, the rapture. This is a position. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a legit position. I know a lot of I know a lot of people who are wrong that hold it. <laughs> now, I, I probably, I'm probably in, in the same boat, Scott. That was good. So good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Alex just jumped into Jason's boat. <laughs> Follow right. the rebellion. <laughs> so, in in the suicide episode, it's I liked how you went into hell. You went into. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking suicide. Okay, it's gonna be all mental health. But you connected it to hell and people's beliefs on hell. And did when you dug into that stuff, did that change anything for you guys or confirm things about hell or the some of the f- some of the church fathers that have f- uh, formed our thoughts on it? I, th- I thought they they kind of uh, said hell like whatever hell is. I, mean, I just asked like, them a question, Scott. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and well, I'm just, in that, <laughs> In that particular episode, the listeners haven't heard it yet. I know, but in that oh yes, Alex, episode, and now Alex will talk. So they, they, me. I thought they did a good job of not getting into that hell discussion. I mean, hell, yeah, hell, we hell did, is, we did purposely sidestep it in that episode because I didn't want to detract from it. But we might have differing viewpoints on it. What's your viewpoint on hell? I would probably still hold that's more what I want towards to a traditional view of hell. Still, I haven't studied the topic again. Amen. Uh, so a, uh, eternal conscious torment. Yes, because traditional can be pretty vague. No, yeah, I the, would say traditional in the sense that there yeah. is a. Is the kids a place. say ECT. Oh, they do. I thought I thought you smoked that. Well, you might <laughs> forever, forever, forever. Yeah, it's like trying to set up the joke. Trying to set up the joke. Whoa, man! Who's that guy? I with guess. The I guess uh, the caveat with that though is that our our understanding of who actually goes to hell is probably uh, changed a little bit. I I honestly think I know Jesus says that the road is narrow and the and and not many go through it or right, go through the gate. Find it. Um, mm-hmm. But I honestly think when we get to heaven, there are going to be a lot of people that we weren't expecting that are going to be there. And but then also the people that were like, hey, why, why aren't they here? They will be in a place called hell. Jeff so and I, Zach think I'm in that latter group. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. No, a lot of people would say I have more Scott's into, in that group. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Don't agree with him. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of the, the, the Pharisee side of it. Right, the Pharisees, yeah. well, no, are, the religious rulers, those are going to be the ones who are in hell. The the manipulators of God. He's still word. he's still agreeing with you, Zach. Why are you agreeing with Zach? I'm agreeing. Oh, with this Zach. is terrible. Scott's it's the, the great. It's the great one of the oh, better it's... South South Park episodes where like the Mormons were right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That, that was like a live inserting your words into Zach and I's conversation. That totally. was pretty yeah. good. Totally. 
I've never directly called you a Pharisee, but I like yes, to imply well, it. I have. Not directly. I imply it. But but in explicitly. Anyways, uh, yeah. Jason, keep anyway, yeah, keep, keep going. Saying Sorry. where you're at with hell. <laughs> I, keep I, your honestly, love on. I honestly don't know. I haven't got it figured out. Well, nobody's this is asking something, you to figure it out. Yeah. Right. You want, we want you to figure I'm, out all the things man, right I now. I like this guy. Kind of like Alex. you're saying that the the road is a lot wider, maybe? It, there's still some wideness, but it's also very narrow. Yeah. Um, like, the qualifications to get into heaven are not that steep. <laughs> like, But he still says few will find it. And, few and will find it. And that's kind of the, like, okay, what as opposed to the wide road that leads to destruction and many will find it. So there's something that needs to be considered there in, in the hell eschatology everlasting discussion. It at least has to be considered. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't studied it. (laughs) Pregnant pause. (laughs) Don't be scared of Scott. I'll back you up. I was that Let's was as this. general I was as general as I could be. You're scary. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I would say these days I might be leaning more universalist uh and just trying to understand uh, You're making Scott drink, keep talking. The, the uh the ultimate picture of grace and what that looks like. The ultimate God is redeeming all things to himself. Um kind of viewpoint uh, but i honestly i don't know yeah um i, ha- I haven't i haven't maybe studied the fires it. of hell will burn more efficiently that could be redeeming huh? <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead of an 80 percent furnace burn you get a 96 percent furnace burn i'm just talking dude, age back terms dude, it's like the holy green new deal that is some that's some hot traditionalist hell talk right there mm. oh yeah that's pretty good hot talk it's okay mm. No, you I appreciate could, that. You could tweet at me at my not Twitter account because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it w- as uh, I think, uh, man, Alex, I think you mentioned faith in Christ, or it gets mentioned faith in Christ because most of our Bible translations are faith in Christ. But once I lost my penchant for defending inerrancy and loosened up a little bit how I viewed that or the, the authority of Scripture... And then you realize that faith in Christ can also be translated faith of Christ. That was a mind blower for me where I'm like, yes, it is. The requirements aren't steep because of the faith of Christ. And I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't make like a, uh, I wouldn't make a subjective absolute claim about that being true, but man, do it. Am I there right now? Is that, God's grace isn't limited by our culture or time or space or the amount of time we're on earth, that God's grace goes beyond all of that. And if, and if that's true, then faith of Christ makes a lot more sense. And I know this is a huge can of worms, but oh. I, I lean more towards the, uh, definitely right now, I, I, I have to keep the open palm towards where I was uh, which is super traditional, and uh, but man, do I resonate with the idea that when when Paul compares the people who are dead in Adam with the people who are made alive in Christ, I'm like, that's everybody. Yeah. Thoughts? 
<laughs> Thoughts, comments, concerns. Wow. Snide uh, remarks. To completely Go ahead. change the topic. We were well, we were talking about health. <laughs> but yeah, I think it might know. be some for me it might be some of that pendulum swing and my yeah. willingness to explore every area where I was completely wrong before because I in my 20s I was eager eager to send anybody to hell, you know. Yeah. Who didn't agree with my very narrow mindset. So I have no problem digging in deeper and, and to a topic and saying, what is this about? Let's pretend like it doesn't exist for the next year. Let's pretend like mm. hell's not a real thing, and let's reread the Bible and see what it says. And I started, I started doing that, and it's not, as, it's not mentioned. Like, everybody, whenever they want to prove a point about Jesus talked nothing more, he talked more about money than he talked about anything. Jesus talked more about hell than he talked about anything. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe maybe he didn't because the references aren't aren't there. And then what are the references? Is he talking? You got to look up the Greek words. Uh, I was more fascinated not with the word hell, but the word wrath because it appears yeah. a lot in Romans. And what does that mean? And there's different Greek words for wrath. And so when I say I don't have an answer, I really don't have an answer. I'm pretending at the moment that it doesn't exist and I'm trying to look at it with a fresh set of eyes, which is extremely hard to do. So Zach, I appreciate some of the things that you say. Okay. Is that a compliment? No. No, it's not. It's passive aggressive. Yeah. I but I however can we can we um I respect what you're saying, Zach. In all due respect, Zach. I don't respect um I'll keep it. I'll keep it cordial. No, but, going no, but to can hell. we? Can we? And I think we tried this in the past, but can we go through? Let, like, let's make a a commitment to going through these things, like like one thing at a time. Let's just and and I I will. I I've been more patient recently, and I, I I've been working on that. <laughs> Um, but but I also I also acknowledge that laughter yeah, is the appropriate. Yeah. I also acknowledge that yeah I you know I I don't there there are a lot of things that I'm I, I don't know I'm not aware of I, I'm ignorant of. Um, are you guys getting misty like I am? He's like pouring yeah. his heart out right now. He this never is does this, this is actually me pouring this is his whatever version. heart I have out. Um, well, hopefully a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Yes, well, thank you. Well, way to keep it biblical. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, my yeah. Ezekiel thirty-four. Um, well, I'm a grower, not a shower, so it's kind of difficult, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, let's let's go. I think going through them and having a, that narrow focus and trying to exegete what Scripture is saying and and not putting into my my own words in there and my own understanding. I agree, and I am down with that. And guys, that's what it sounds like when Scott lays a trap for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think that's not for you, but for me. But just in oh. general. If you hear Scott being like that, it's like, I'm laying you a trap. But uh, you, you guys, right. I, I don't want to um, abuse your time because you're in Japan or something. You're far away <laughs> and it's it's late or it's early. Well, well apparently Jason doesn't have way. anything to do. As far as no, the east is from the west. <laughs> <laughs> so far. We're in the booming metropolis of Flint, Michigan. Mm. Oh, nice. 
Definitely. How far do you guys live apart? 15 minutes? Yeah, something like that. That's I just cool. moved another six miles away, so that really made podcasting hard for a bit. But yeah. No, we're like yeah. 15, 15 minutes. <laughs> so in That's Flint, a Michigan thing, by the way. We don't, yeah. we don't express things in miles. We express things in minutes. I didn't know this, but no, we just did it. I always did it by how long, uh, how many Paramore songs I could listen to on the way to somebody's house. <laughs> yeah. It took four Paramore songs to get there. I went through a Paramore phase. I was kind of into pop rock for a bit. Okay. Well, music is going to come up in a minute. Oh, okay. But it's great that you guys get to be together when you record because it, it makes a huge difference. And like we are, dare I say it, blessed to be together and, and be in the same spot. Hashtag almost every time. I saw you touch. Yeah. I saw you touch his leg. You can see that. I, I oh. can. Yeah. What you couldn't see is I grabbed Alex's hand behind we're, my back at the same time. <laughs> we're very open. <laughs> I thought his shorts were covering. I felt kind of weird. I think I have suntan. Sun. What is it? Is that Hawaiian Gardens? What is that? Hawaiian Gardens. It's like coconut. You smell like coconut. Drink. He went on vacation. <laughs> Jeff went on vacation. Jeff went on vacation to Cabo, and uh, he's sweating. It's hot in our room right now. Do people from Michigan even know what Cabo is? Cabo's in Mexico. I knew that. Do do people in Michigan know what Cabo is? (laughs) Jeff, you're so... That's fantastic. I think it was on one of those Girls Gone Wild tapes, Cabo. (laughs) It's funny you say that, because he came back saying he felt like he needed to repent, because it was like geriatric adults gone wild. (laughs) <laughs> not your wife but you jeff i can't say when yeah. i was when i was preaching in the old folks home it was funny because there was two guys and each week they would come in with a different woman <laughs> that was that was an, an epidemic for like in the recent past was oh it still is S- std rise in old folks homes yeah you know good for them <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. It was I can't an episode of Parks have... and Rex. It was yeah. on the episode yeah. of Parks and Rex. We're gonna we're gonna cover that in our purity culture episode too. You know? <laughs> nice. Should we remain pure on the way out? Now <laughs> those I'm baby totally boomers kidding. we're not gonna do still that. trying to make babies. <laughs> yeah. You know it's funny. I I wanted to bring it up when Scott mentioned being we should be celibate. I wanted to say okay, tell me in the Bible where it tells us that because what I'm realizing now and I'm. I don't want to open a can of worms, but I'm looking forward to you you guys going through purity culture because I'm guessing you're doing a lot of scripture diving. That scripture is less clear about do have sex before marriage or not than we want it to be. Yeah, I, there's not a whole lot there. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the at the inverse of the idea. If if um, if there's no like prohibition um what so you're 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 teaching people right okay hey guys this is how you live a godly life in christ uh he does the the bible doesn't say anything about not having sex before marriage so interpret that how you will go for it go out there you teenagers and just live life like to me that excellent straw man thank you but 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 Okay, so how how do you temper that when you when you're when you're teaching? I'm not going to answer anything you ask me until we're done with <laughs> yeah. these guys because it's late over there. <laughs> yeah. We'll continue this how off do you the put air. Boundaries? You said that the, fir- yeah. the first one that always comes to my mind, right, is Isaac, and I think it's Rachel, right? Abraham makes a servant 
pretty much cup his balls and swear to find the perfect wife. And his servant goes out and he finds Rachel's. And that's what he's actually doing. That's, that's, he's cupping his balls. You should read the Bible more, Jeff. This stuff is good. (laughs) No, actually, I do know about the cupping balls. Yeah, he's making them hold on to the promise that God promised to his seed. He's making them hold on to that. (laughs) He's coming back. That's how he just comes back around. (laughs) Well, you know. Well, God, the seed, the seed carrier. Yeah. They clearly do it in his mother's tent to comfort him after her death and Mm -hmm. don't have a marriage agreement in hand at that time. Well, because marriage is sex. I mean, sex is marriage. (laughs) That's when they become one flesh, yes. There you go. Uh, There's purity. So, um, naked. What is, what's next for you guys? (laughs) Why do you shake your head like (laughs) Naked. Naked. (laughs) I didn't think they could hear that. Naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we heard it. Maybe I'll go upstairs and get naked. Yeah. <laughs> I always so think it's funny that? whenever the Bible talks about somebody naked, like that one chi- that one part in Mark. There's a, the Bible there's talks a, about that one chick? Is that one no, chick? no. No, no, no. There's, the, a, there's a section in Mark. Remember, the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the streaker through the garden scene of Jesus. There's a streaker. It's in Mark. Look yeah. it up. Well, and Joseph, Joseph grabbed his, you know, his robe was taken and he ran off naked. Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah, his rainbow robe. Oh, no, the other one. That's the coat. Sorry. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> Different you, you were, were going to say something smart, Zach, and we totally derailed it with talking about No, naked, it's not smart. I'm, I'm trying to land the plane on your behalf so you, you guys can go uh, uh, be naked. Hug and kiss your family. Um. Naked, what you know? what's what are the yeah ideally what is the um what are topics you got purity culture what else is on the docket for you guys Ooh. and then personally do you guys are you guys doing anything books or side project podcasts or whatnot music red rum that's <laughs> what it looks like uh, i um i think of like I'm all hands in and whatever topic we're working. I haven't even thought about the next topic that we're going to cover right now. For me, it's all purity culture. Every book, every article, like the reason why every we chose, podcast, everything is the reason why we chose this particular topic is because the this, the episode on suicide was so heavy, and we were, I was like, man, I'm kind of, Jason especially because he did a lot of the research, mo- all the research. You did all the research. I, I added in little tidbits mainly, but you were just saying how down you were studying suicide yeah that sucks and so i said how about we do something fun let's do something with sex and then we started talking about purity culture yeah I don't, think, I don't think it's gonna be fun though the more I look at <laughs> the, it. the more you look at it because i thought we could talk about sex and like what you can and can't so, do and like, you know how we, that would be fun we're we based in the, the 90s Sutra. no we're not doing that but <sighs> oh you're right 90s <laughs> sex is not fun yeah so we're based in the 90s and then we peer into the future in our episode so we're gonna peer in the future and we're gonna talk we're gonna See what our future wives look like. So, Ooh. in our purity culture episode, our our wives are gonna are gonna chime in with their different experiences, which are horrific, honestly. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing the the topic. And then a couple of interviews sprinkled in there. But as far as outside stuff, that's what I'm focused on right now. Yeah, I'm spread so far out. I've got my band is about ready to record a full length album. So band I'm name, pre- uh, Spotify page, 
Bringing Down Broadway is the name of the band. Okay. Um, so we're I'm doing that, and I've also about a year ago I got into uh, doing heating and cooling HVAC, and that takes up a lot of my time because the more I learn, the more they give me money. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me every book I can read on the subject because when I know more, you guys give me more money. So nice. And also, it's a job that. I feel bad for Jason because sometimes I, I text him. He's like, hey, we're still good for 8 o'clock. I'm like, nope, I'm trapped in somebody's crawl space right now installing oh, a furnace. God. So you're going to have to do it without me, buddy. You work crazy. Sorry, Jason, I'm too. HVACing. Yep. <laughs> I heart HVAC. <laughs> Got a tattoo. Is, it, is bringing down Broadway on the streaming services right now? Yes, we are okay. on the streaming services. You should check us okay. out. Uh, if you are into Can early 2000s now. Christian metalcore, you're going to love us. Nice. Oh, it's up Christian. Like, what That's are we up talking Zach's about? Alley can, right can there. I uh, throw some as a bed underneath this uh, outro as we're... Like if I yeah, add I'll this talk to, to the episode, I'll talk to, cool? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great, okay. it's a great soundtrack for those going to hell. Okay. You guys are frozen. There you are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hi. <laughs> it's funny. You know what's funny is we're, those, there's moments where we're like, are you there? Okay, we're there. But since you're recording your end and we're recording our end, the listener's not going to know the difference. They're just going to be like, why do they keep bringing that up? Scott, did you see Jason turn? Did you see that chin? Talking about purity culture. Did you see that chin? That was an amazing chin. Where? Oh, yeah. If you didn't have the beard, just the side, the profile, the, oh, the profile. Oh, oh, there it is. Solid. Zach is the one that always comes yes. on the, uh, the the jawline. What do you? What's yeah. your? His jaw cuts light well. <laughs> cuts light well. Yeah, cuts yeah. Light. that's yeah. right. Yeah. My looks... wife makes me keep the beard because my nah, face that's is that's fat. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're gonna say something else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow. Hey, it's, it's not your podcast. It's ours. Just this keeping it pure. You can say yeah. yeah. I mean, that's an Italian thing, I think. <laughs> you know, speaking of your wife, Jess, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be in California soon, September. She's going to be in Truckee for a roller derby tournament. <sighs> roller yeah, derby. Where's Truckee? We're that's probably an hour, two hours from Truckee. I think it's out. Um, it's, Lake, I think Lake out there. Hell. Truckee's out there. Yeah. Oh, that's like three oh, or four, oh, five hours. Up there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, California's that big? Just yeah, the well, it's, it's, it's just one of the biggest out. states in the union, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's like bigger than most countries. <laughs> it's longer than it is wide, but... <laughs> but not as big as Russia. No. Yeah. So, so, but Jess, I was saying about Jess, I, you know, I would, it'd be, if for some reason we could meet her in person and have her on the podcast, that'd be great, but uh, regardless... I've heard her on Brandon's, and uh, she has a lot to say about the purity culture thing. So yeah, she does. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to plug a book that I'm reading currently called Unprotected Texts, which I love that title. As a dad, that's a quality dad pun. But it's the subtitle is The Bible's Surprising Contradictions About Sex and Desire by Jennifer Wright Neust. Uh Solid book, so I'm gonna have to check it out. Is that with a G? K K K N U, Oost. 
And so final question. Uh, you guys just imagine yourself entering the gates of the new Jerusalem and you have walk-in music they're playing for you individually. <laughs> What's your walk-in song and who is escorting you living or dead? It can't be your wife. It's lame. It can be your wife, uh, but no. just mention somebody else. I know what my music is, 100%. What is it? I've had this debate with people. It's um, the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> I think, yeah, if you play that in the background as you're reading Revelation 21 and the new Jerusalem is lowering down onto the new earth, that is the song that's being played. So, yeah. Hundred percent. Who's the? Did you have a person? John Williams. A person? Jesus? No. Definitely not Jesus. Total Christian answer. No, because Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. We know that He's there. I know He's carrying us over His shoulders. You've been reading your Bible. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Luke chapter fifteen. Easy. Uh, no. <laughs> I'll have you know that Bible is in the title of our podcast, and we've spoken more Bible in this episode than the, the entirety last 50 of our podcast. podcast. Yeah, I love the Bible. It's a great book. Good um, book. I hear it's got some good chapters. All right, Alex? I don't know who would walk. I got to think who would walk me in. Um, for me, it's changed. I used to say there was a song from the Lord of the Rings that I would thought, but now it's definitely Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. And Andre the Giant is carrying me into the gates of heaven. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Oh, yes. (laughs) That key change at the end of that song is legit. Um, I'm going to say taking me into heaven is Beyonce. What? Might be the only time she's I get to meet her. She's not going to be there because she's part of the Illuminati. She will be she there. <laughs> Did you even watch her latest documentary? She talks about Jesus yeah, then three she's times just in like, there. All right, let's fucking get it going with these dances, girl. That's how you end a prayer. All the single yeah. ladies. I agree. I'm good with that. Oh, oh, oh mic Whoa. drop. Whoa. The Knob Creek oh, taking effect. Nice. <laughs> That's God saying, stop talking, Scott. <laughs> Natural consequences. I, I, Zach, I thought you didn't think God talks to people. Oh, just for your listeners, before we go, it's notyourpastors.com. Not your pastors podcast you. is now Chinese porn. So don't, yeah, don't go. You can there. look at it if you want to. But not a, now, if they're searching speaking for of purity, if you're searching for it on Apple Podcasts, you're not going to find a Chinese porn podcast. You're going to find not your pastors podcast. No, but, but just you're saying .com. Yeah, our website. Yeah, our old website was. I didn't renew the domain name and it got hijacked. Serious. Yeah, so it's not your pay. Yeah, we were so popular (laughs) that. Wow. Snag. More popular now. Yeah, I know. No, so notyourpastors.com. It's got this really sweet 90s theme to it. Sign the guest book. We'll read, yeah, we'll we read have it a, online. we have a guest oh, book you can fantastic. sign. Uh, yeah, on the notyourpastors.com. Yeah, I oh. built the website on Wix, and it was really, yeah. really hard to yeah. make it look like '90s GeoCities. Totally. But I did my best. Nice. You do it done well. Lots of gifts. Wow. <laughs> Appreciate you guys anyway. coming on. Thanks for staying up late. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. 
Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and we'll do it again, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, that in that episode, great, good job in production, good content, great. Thank you, thanks, man. Yeah. Absolutely, that yeah, means a lot. Those really they're hard so to put together. So I yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Needed some digging. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna try to All keep right. it up. Yeah, All right, guys. Please. All right, we'll talk yeah. to you soon. Thanks. All right, have a good one, boys. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye. affirmed his shitty superstitions (laughs) thank you that's weird